Welcome to CITR 101.9 FM. You are listening to The Real World with Dama and Dora. Um, we are broadcasting live from unceded Musqueam and Coast Salish territory here on UBC campus. Um, always important to acknowledge and thank, I guess. Yes. Um, so The Real World is the UBC Film Society's radio show where we connect with community members through film. Um, but today is a very special show. Very, very special show. Um this week is Fun Drive. If you have tuned in at any point since yesterday, you know this. <laughs> yeah, no. It's um been like pretty prolific, very fun. We and drive and drive. Very driven. <laughs> very, very driven. Um so Fun Drive is CITR's annual week of fundraising, I guess. Um Which is also fun. Oh not just fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> i remember when i was like 16 or something i was on student council and i was like oh my god fun raiser and everyone was like yeah we know <laughs> like duh it's fun it's fun <laughs> but um it is really fun mm-hmm. here um all content this week is just gonna be like ctr is awesome i really like it because it just reminds me of how awesome ctr is uh, yeah, Dama's face was like, maybe. <laughs> I know how good CITR is. It's like, sure, let's talk about it some more. We can do that. Um, I had a moment in class. My prof, um, actually, I texted my sister about it because I was so rattled. <laughs> um, but my prof, we were talking about, um, it was a classical studies class. We were talking about like ancient technology. And he was like, he mentioned the radio, and then he was like, the radio was a device that was popular in the 20th century. No! You might read about it in textbooks. And I was sitting there no. like, radio is so important. Like, content is being made so consistently. I'm dying. Did I, you say anything? No. Why? But I was just sitting there like, ah, no, radio is was so Was he awesome. being funny? I feel like he no, was being funny. It was a joke, for okay. sure. And kids laughed, but, like, I was like, don't laugh. This is so important and so real. <laughs> That's funny though. I I would have laughed. I'm, I would have laughed. I like giggled a little bit and then my soul hurt. A <laughs> yeah, bit. just a little bit. So I guess we should probably talk about why we like CITR so much before we actually get to movie talk. Mm-hmm. So Dora, why are you at CITR? Why am I personally at CITR? Yes. Honestly, the community is freaking rad. Everyone who participates in CITR and programming and any aspect of it, almost like no, I will say guaranteed nicest person ever (laughs) so sweet so interesting so engaged and like also so enthusiastic part of what I like about it like kind of like I feel like I've been indoctrinated into the CATR radio lifestyle because now I like care so much about radio (laughs) um I just love the people it's also like I think it's a really cool platform like I think it's something that a lot of people don't take advantage of a lot and it's Mm -hmm. like we yeah once a week Dom and I get on the air and talk about movies for an hour and it's awesome yeah it's just a lot of fun yeah why are you, why do you love CITR uh I love CITR like kind of the same reasons I guess like I got into CITR just because I was like oh I'm in media studies I should this is a thing I should explore different kind of media um but yeah, once I got involved, it's just like everyone here cares so much. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that just permeates the entire station. Just like you come in and anyone that you meet here is just, they're going to be able to tell you about like how important radio is and like journalism. And yeah, they're just like so driven and motivated and they care about like the well-being of the campus community. So I just really love how much people care here at CITR. And also, um, like, in the greater Vancouver community at large, like, so many people here take so much interest in, like, diversity of the station, of the university, and of the city, and representation, and supporting local artists, and supporting local endeavors. Like, it's just kind of a really, really awesome space of kind of inclusion and representation and like almost like everyone here is like being showcased and highlighted in their own like perfect little way yeah and that's why you should give us money so we can keep giving you all this great um varied multicultural programming tie Uh, it back up always always (laughs) so like yeah catr is always showcasing like indie bands local vancouver bands that like 
people like might never hear about unless they're showcased in independent radio stations like ours. We are a non not for profit organization, so we really do rely on people's donations and that stuff to keep going. And also, freaking Discorder is awesome too. Um, it's one of like the well, the only thing that one of the, I've encountered of like a free local magazine that like supports local writers and like showcases local events um and like provides experience and yeah. like exposure for a lot of things yeah, yeah like from citr you can like get involved with your band and get your band on the map you can get involved in discorder and get journalism experience you can be a programmer and get like spoken word experience or dj experience or whatever it is that you need there's just such a large variety of things you can do and it's all valuable experience and it's all free yeah 100 it's wild all of it is free you can join you can join citr but also you can donate to citr <laughs> Woo! then we can keep training people um and keep creating this great content and there are some pretty sick prizes this year too should we talk about our prizes because oh we have some pretty sick prizes the real world is coming at you with some of the best prizes in the game yeah <laughs> go for it Thomas. okay so oh, i don't know what our Take what our values are I'll, I'll tell you what the prizes are and then we'll tell you about what each of them is worth so we have we have sugar cookies that are sock shaped for film sock Get it? Oh Socks. And, and those are $4. For those are $4. And we also have literal socks that are signed by the film sock execs. Um, oh, how much are those? Um, I think they're $7. So $7 for a brand new signed pair of socks. And film sock execs include Dora and I. So it's important signatures. And there are six, you could, there are six chances to win pairs of socks. Yes, it's we crazy. Have, we have six pairs of socks to give, to give away. It is crazy. <laughs> um, and we have 12 sugar cookies, so go wild. Yeah, and then we also have some Rio tickets. Mm -hmm. We have one pair. Donate 15, donate $30, and you got your pair of Rio tickets. That is crazy. You want. Crazy. Um, Really crazy. Yeah. Really wild. Our prizes are off the chain. Um, CITR itself, like, there are different like levels like and how much you donate and what kind of prizes you can get um one of the ones i'm most excited for kind of because um i thought of it <laughs> was um we're doing like enamel pins this year that were designed by a local artist um like something puppy he's really cool um and it looks so cool it looks really freaking sick mm -hmm. um we also have like totes like a new totes <laughs> that's not really funny coming out of my mouth because I've been saying like totes like instead of totally a lot so oh, I was no. like wait what am I what word am I saying anymore oh, no. um but we have tote bags um that say C like it's kind of like a picture instead of like instead of writing letter I you, there's like a picture of, a, of an I wow I know right it's that like, is funky next level stuff. funky um we also have the spoken word cassette Which tape. Which my little sister's on. Really? That is yeah. so special. Um, I did an interview of her last year. For Denim Day? Yeah. Oh, um, nice. And it's about consent and everything. She was 12 years old and it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> I was just like, you're on it. You're you're famous at this point. Yay. Um, but so I guess I'll read out the levels. Um, if you pledge $30, you get a Friends of CATR cars. You get a lot of discounts at places around the city. Um, $60, you also get um, the enamel pin. $101.9, um, you also get the hot air balloon spoken word cassette date on top of those other two prizes. $175, um, you get the tote bag, um, and you can donate. It says up to 1000 but literally as much as you want. <laughs> I think we're trying to raise 40000 this year. Um, great goal, great purpose they the whole point of it is kind of to um oh what's the word like create new training opportunities um to make the station more accessible for a number of different um marginalized communities and everything so it's really great it's going to a great cause yeah the citr is a great cause the theme is shape your media um so call now the fund drive donation line is 604-822-8648 call make a donation do it. Support us. Yes. Again, 604-822-8648. Do it.
Um, so we're going to be coming back at you with some fun drive fun facts throughout the show, but this week's topic, it's going to be kind of like a mini version of a regular world, world episode, plus just like fun drive. Yeah. Um, so last, or I guess this Wednesday was International Women's Day, and Dom and I had a half hour where we talked about kind of like the genre was like explicitly feminist films. Mm-hmm. Um, and to kind of like carry on with like that female-centered content, um, we're going to talk about Sofia Coppola um and her movies and everything what did you watch okay so i watched marie antoinette um and like just before i actually talk about the movie i hadn't realized that like sofia coppola seems to like kristen dunst a lot yeah i had not realized i love it when directors do that i love it when directors like keep bringing back the same actors because it's like obviously you have an important relationship so you can get the best out of this actor or actress on screen like yeah. i also love it because it kind of humanizes the actor for me yeah. i'm like you must be like a nice person to work with yeah like you have friends like yeah. you make relationships with people happen and it's yeah that made me really happy to see like ooh, and i've seen some of these movies that kirsten <laughs> dunst is also in um so yeah for the show specifically today i watched marie antoinette which is something i've been meaning to watch for so long and i had just never watched it until now um and they it kept being brought up in like different classes of mine because like being a person that went to to school um i studied the french revolution like 50 times and every time the pro uh, like the professor or the the teacher depending when i was learning about it would just be like oh yeah and you know that scene from marie antoinette and then they'll always play clips from marie antoinette like i haven't seen it i haven't seen it but it looks so cool it looks like a thing that i should have that i should have seen there we go um did you watch the this, I never did any of that. Like, they never... I don't think I ever learned about you the French Revolution. You never learned about the French Revolution? I learned that it happened. Okay. <laughs> um, but... And I, like, learned her name. Um, but did you... Did they, like, show you the scene with the converse? What? There's, like, a whole thing. Like, they go through Marie Antoinette's closet, and um, it's, like, filled with those, like, French Revolution style clothing yeah. plus a pair of converse and the point was like i've read so many things like <laughs> like i think like 16 year old dora saw this and was like oh my god like she's a real person like <laughs> she's just showing how like young and wild and accessible marie is amazing um, but i've like read about that so many times oh no i know have never cool no. but what do you think okay so first of all what is marie antoinette about literally about the life of marie antoinette who was the queen of france during uh, one of the french revolutions the one where the kings and the king and the queen got their heads cut off at the end i'm pretty sure um so yeah like you kind of follow her life from the moment that she's given up to the the french government basically um and then how she, like, gets married to the then prince of, of France who, like, doesn't want anything to do with her, which is really upsetting because she's this, like, beautiful woman. Like, Kristen Dunst is a beautiful, beautiful woman. Um, and she's so charming and so nice, such a nice lady. And her one job, as it was for all women in that time, was to have kids. Like, all she needed to do was have a kid. But her husband will just not have sex with her. He just refuses. And then, like, a bunch of rumors going around that he's actually a homosexual. I don't know if any of that is actually, like, historically accurate. I don't know if any of these movies are ever historically accurate. But, yeah, you kind of go through her life and how she struggles with that and has affairs. And, the honestly, the reason to watch this movie isn't the actual story, but just how cool everything looks it's gorgeous it's a beautifully like cinematographically beautiful film just all of the props are beautiful all of the wardrobe is beautiful all the makeup is and hair is just amazing and all the colors are yeah beautiful. exactly all of the colors are just so aesthetically pleasing just the way that the movie is made all of the visual stuff is really really fantastic and like all of my favorite parts are just Marie Antoinette, like eating her various different cakes and sweets. And you just have so many scenes where she's, they're showing off how frivolous she was and just like had no problem spending all of this money, which is one of the things that led to this French Revolution. They were like, hey, we don't like you, Marie Antoinette, because you're spending all our money. And she's like, infamous for saying like oh let them eat cake yeah the the thing is like you're 
your subjects can't eat bread and she's like well then let them eat cake yeah <laughs> um stop complaining <laughs> exactly so that's like one of the things that they like make reference to in the movie which is like funny i love that shot because it's kind of like almost like like she's being interviewed and it's it's mm-hmm. like a vignette around her in the center and it's like circling like kind of lowering down on her and she's just kind of like it seems like so because i feel like that I felt like the point of that was that it was, like, it's taken out of context. Yeah. Like, that's not what she really meant. Like, that doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. Um, and so it was just kind of, like, her isolated in this weird, like, totally aesthetically curated shot. Mm-hmm. Just being like, well, let them eat cake. Yeah, and then, like, afterwards in the movie, they're like, I didn't say that. Yeah. Like, they do make reference to the fact that that's, it was taken completely out of context. Um. So, yeah, I thought it was, like, such a cool movie. I just really liked I, – I watched it for, for the visuals, and I was very satisfied just completely. Yeah, no, I don't think the story was, like, super well, like, yeah, delivered. Like, at the end of the day, it's, like, a historical movie. Like, there's only so much you can do, you know? So I'm like, it's – like, you did what you could with what you had, and I think that, like, the big thing around the Marie Antoinette mythology was just, like – how people just saw her as a person that spent things, uh, like, spent money and bought things all the time and just, like, had no reason to do all these things that she did. But the movie does humanize her a little bit but by showing, like, how excessive all of her consumption was but explaining why she did it. So, like, there's a very precise moment when her sister-in-law or someone gets pregnant before she does and that's, like, shameful because yeah. she was supposed to get pregnant first. Um and that's kind of when it all turns around and she decides, like, no, I'm going to go crazy now. Like, I've already been humiliated. I don't have a family here. Like, she doesn't really like it that much in France. So she's like, I'm going to make myself like it in France. And she just starts spending all this money. So, yeah, I like how they kind of try and justify a little bit of it. But they're also showing how absolutely excessive all of it was. What other Sofia Coppola movies have you seen? I've seen The Virgin Suicides. I've seen Lost in Translation. I've definitely seen others I can't remember right now. What movie did you watch? I watched The Bling Ring. Oh, no, I have not seen that. Um, I think that I like Sofia Coppola movies. I like her as a director because I think that she, like, has this, like, beautiful fascination with, like, teenage kind of, like, idiocy mm-hmm. um and like a real soft spot for it kind of it no idiocy is a wrong the strong word but kind of like teenagers like being kids yeah. and like kind of like being in these worlds where their actions have consequences but they aren't like quite mature enough to realize that their mm-hmm. actions have consequences um so like she did kind of the same thing that she did in marie antoinette in the bling ring where it's it's um about all these this group of high schoolers who did this like notorious series of burglaries? Um, they Ooh. would, yeah, no. Well, it's like, but no. What's so funny about it is like, it's not even like they don't plan it. It's not about the burglary. <laughs> it's kind of like about the swag and like the lifestyle that they're living in after. Um, so they, the kids would like Google like on TMZ like Paris Hilton's in Miami for like a photo shoot or something this weekend, and then they would Google her address and then just go in um the and doors would burgle? be yeah just like take all her like a birkin bag some like louboutins um i want to watch this it's no but like what's pretty cool about it um is they're doing these like obviously not super kosher things um but the way that sophia coppola kind of like frames it and films it and like positions the kids it's like they're just in this like weird world of celebrity and are so kind of intoxicated by it um and (laughs) um and they like aren't even that responsible for themselves at that point like kind of like how marie antoinette is like she's um like kind of like lost in this world of the french what is that aristocracy aristocracy yeah thank you um the same way these kids are just like yeah like i want money like i want to do this blah blah blah. um which i think is like a really cute little like romanticism of it Mm -hmm. um we're gonna play a song super quick um and then we'll be back with telling you more about why you should donate to fun (laughs) drive this year um 
we're playing all of our songs off Fishbowl Sessions, live from CATR slash Discord, um, kind of just like showcase how awesome CATR is. <laughs> um, so we're going to play um, Bright Side by Graftition, um, who were actually also the um, Discord cover artists. Fun. Um, yeah, a couple months ago. So enjoy, and we'll be right back. Come out to the Polish Community Center to join CITR and Discorder in celebrating our community's generosity and hard work with the Fun Drive finale. Featuring one-off, never-heard-before performances by Tim the Mute, Hick, Puzzlehead, Ashley Shadow, Swim Team, and Missy D and Lady Jams. Can't make it out? The night will be live broadcast at 101.9 FM and at CITR.ca. And for the first time ever, it will be streaming live on video. There will also be a very special publication featuring poetry and visual art from the performers free with entry. Tickets are $10 in advance and $12 at the door, with all proceeds going towards CITR's Fun Drive. Crimes and Treasons Radio, this is Riff Raff. Every Tuesday, 
from 9 to 11 p.m. on 101.9 FM with Rally Rails and Jules Andre Brown. And welcome to CITR 101.9 FM. Listen to the real world with Dama and Dora. And today is our Fun Drive show. Woo! Um, Fun Drive is CITR's annual week-long fun... Drazer. Yep. <laughs> um, I was almost said Fun Drive, and then I was like, wait a second. That's like way too many times in one sentence. Yeah. Um, or is it? Is it ever you know too what? many times in one sentence? Great point, Dama. I know. <laughs> um, so Fun Drive is sick. We're just like raising money for us yeah so uh, first i'm going to tell you which number to call to donate and then we're going to tell you why you should donate so if you this already is why know Dama is the star of the show yes so <laughs> if you already know th- that you want to donate just call 604-822-8648 that is 604-822-8648 or donate online or come here in person and just tell us you want to donate there's so many ways yeah, to donate there's so many ways to donate obviously a 
a plethora of opportunities and possibilities no excuse to not do it <laughs> in terms of convenience yeah. <laughs> um, if there's other reasons to not do it but you know uh we're good we're gonna give you the reasons to actually do it mm-hmm. not to not do it luckily um so if you've heard us before we were talking about how much we love citr and why we're in citr but there's lots of other things that citr does that we're not necessarily involved in but a lot uh. of times we are <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, we've already talked about the multicultural programming and all these cool things, but the, sh- the theme for this year is shape your media. And this is important because if you donate to CATR, uh, it's, you're helping train people that will shape their media. And in turn, you can join CITR and shape your media. Well, I know. Very meta. <laughs> very meta. <laughs> so, this is like a big deal. You... You can make your own show. You can write your own articles for Discord. Or you can do all this, th- these things that, oh, like, I wish that there was a radio show about the thing that I like. And it's like, well. Freaking make one. Yeah, make the radio show about the thing that you like. Create your own content. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that here at CITR. Uh, you just need to join and be trained. And then you have access to all these resources just by being a member. It's very, very exciting. Yeah. The equipment here is really freaking nice mm-hmm. um so looking to be able to use it i think it's like a ten dollar membership and then it's like you get access to everything yeah um we have a bunch of sick shows a bunch of sick people um we host training for like spoken word or like music show host or like production programming technical how to use the boards how to like be on the radio. Now, yeah, we also have like special DJ lessons if you want to learn how to be a legitimate DJ. That's yeah. something that started recently and um, is so successful. It's led by it's led by Jules from Crimes and Treasons, who's one of the nicest dudes ever. <laughs> so sweet, so helpful, um, so just like fun. Like part of what is so sick about CITR, which I feel like I like have repeated myself a couple times saying so far, but like you can just create something you're interested in and something you're enthusiastic about and something that you care about, and like that is such a powerful thing um and it's really not something that people have access to or the opportunity to like have come in contact with that often yeah. um it's really really sick yeah so your donations help keep the station um like on the leading leading edge bleeding edge Le- i don't I think <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> cutting edge. Cutting edge, I guess. <laughs> cutting Bleeding edge. edge. I don't know. I, I, for some reason, that sounded correct to me. Uh, the cutting edge of technology, <laughs> radio technology. Uh, constantly upgrading equipment, constantly making the station better. Um, so, yeah, your donations help us keep the station running and training people to keep making good radio. And, yeah, it's, it's expensive. It's expensive to run a radio station. Mm-hmm. So, And you might think that radio is obsolete. It is not. It is not obsolete. It is so important and so valid and so relevant. Um, oh, it's just like there's so much content being made on the radio that I feel like is like often passed by. But a lot of the time it's like so, it's so powerful. Um, I actually had I was had a meeting mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Um, and it was in the station and this, this person I was talking to was like, oh, you have a show. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and he was like, oh, so it's like a podcast. And I was like, yeah, on air and live. Like, it's, <laughs> like it's a radio have, show. We have podcasts. Yeah, we podcast we our shows. Um, but it was, I think it's like such a funny like jump that's been made from like no one listens to radio shows anymore but in like you were even kind of saying earlier but you listen to the podcast yeah like kind of on your own time um but part of what i like so much about the radio and like having a show is that it's so immediate it's yep. like you have to make this content you actually have to do it you actually have to engage mm-hmm. with it in like a way that i know that if it was like my project to have a podcast i would be like oh, i'm just not gonna work on this right now like yeah, yeah, yeah. put it off so yeah uh, these are all things that you can do and other people can do and help shape media the way that you want it to be shaped. And I'm just going to read a couple of the prizes that you get. Um, some swag. If you donate, you can either get swag or like a tax receipt. Um, but pledge $30, you get a Friends of CITR card. 60 that plus a limited edition enamel pin, which looks so good. Um, 101.9, you get those plus the hot air balloon spoken word tape, which I think is genius. Um, my little sister makes a little appearance on it, which is really cute. Um, and so many more. Um, there are so many good prizes. Um, donate to your heart's content. Um, but our show, 
We have special prizes. Sick prizes. Um, I can't get over. I think Dama's the first person in the film sock who like embraced the sock. I love the film sock. sock. Um, and we, I think we've really embraced that on this show's <laughs> this show fun drive prizes. every year. Um, so our first prize is if you donate thirty dollars, you'll get a pair of tickets to the Rio. Um, pretty cool. They have, they're all showing good stuff. Yeah, Rio has good things. Rio does a lot of things that the Norm did before. Before we uh, didn't have the norm anymore. We don't have to talk about that. No. <laughs> but the Rio does the like does emotional for us. The emotional so. labor of like talking about the norm is way too much. Yeah. Um, um, we also have, we're giving away six pairs of socks signed by Film Sock Exec. Yeah. Um, donate $7, get those. Yeah. Autographed by Doran Dama. Yeah. Real. And other execs. <laughs> mostly. Mostly. <laughs> um, that I think is like a pretty solid combination of like all the things um also we like i think i kept a few pairs of socks from last year i wear them constantly they're they were good they're good socks and i think it's cute if i take my shoes off people are like there are signatures and i'm like yeah yeah that's my community exactly (laughs) it's important um and then the last prize that we have we're giving away 12 sock shaped sugar sugar cookies donate four dollars get a sugar cookie baked by us is truly yes um and Really delicious, tasty. I love baking. Yeah, I baking love cookies. is a fun thing. I like socks. Yeah, it's all coming together. Exactly. So you um, should donate to us. Yeah, call now six zero four eight two two eight six four eight. So exciting! And what we were talking about before our little fun drive marathon of talking. Bring it back. Yes, is uh, Sofia Coppola movies. So I talked about Marie Antoinette. Dora talked about the bling ring. Yeah. You should, you should keep talking about the bling ring. Yeah, no, I will. Yeah, I talked about it pretty briefly. Um, the movie, I, I thought it was really good. But I found it really frustrating because um, the way, like, I know it was very purposeful, um, but they, oh, my God. It was so frustrating listening to these kids talk. They, like, there was so much emotional kind of disconnect. Like, a lot of it. So I'll just recap really quickly, like, what the movie is about. Um, it's about this. It's They're called the Bling Ring, and it's this group of high schoolers who would break into celebrities' homes and steal their really expensive Bling. possessions. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, and they it, like, plays on a lot of themes that Sofia Coppola plays with a lot of the time, which is kind of, like, um, I think, like, youth misunderstanding and youth naivete, almost. Um I think that Bling Ring and Marie Antoinette pair really well. Yeah. Um, is Kristen Dunst in Bling Ring? Actually, yeah. Okay. So oh I was going to say, God. Kristen Dunst has a cameo in Bling Ring. Nice. Um, they're like in a club and they're like, oh my God, Kristen Dunst is here. <laughs> um, and she's just kind of standing there like having a drink, which I thought was like pretty cute. That's so um, cute. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. Um, but so the movie was frustrating because these kids, I just was being like, you're being so dumb. Like, like. She kind of, like, has them breaking into these homes, like, very consistently and very regularly. But um, it's never, like, the the most stress kind of comes from this one character, the main character, I would say, who is always like, okay, let's get out of here. Um, but most of the time it's just, like, kind of, like, reg- like random, regular, like, it very much normalizes the act of, like, r- robbery. <laughs> That's fun. Um, yeah, in a way that, like... I think, like, really lent itself. I think it makes a lot of sense, um, like, in, like, the structure of the film. Yeah. Um, but then also that kind of, like, not, I don't want to say, like, vapidity, but, like, yeah, like, disconnect from reality is reflected a lot in, like, the kids. And, like, they're stealing all this stuff literally just to, like, have. For fun. Yeah, to, like, wear out and take pictures with and post on Facebook. Like, they... I don't know, like, it It was, there was a lot of kind of, this is happening, but, like, almost who really cares? Yeah, that's um, funny. I'm so into this. Yeah, it was cool, because also, I love celebrities. Um, I'm, like, <laughs> so into pop culture. Yes, Um And it, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, like, pretty embarrassing. <laughs> um, but they did this, so the movie ends with one of the characters who, ah! it's not a spoiler, um, one of the characters who, um, like, was committing all these kind of crimes um it ends with her kind of being interviewed about it and then 
the interviewer keeps trying to talk to her about the celebrities who she robbed and she keeps like manipulating it back to like and if you want to hear about my journey follow my blog like a lot of this like (laughs) weird self-promotion and self-obsession that is hilarious it was really really cool but also like hard to watch at times because it was like i don't care you're being so dumb please let's move on Yeah. yeah 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 um but one of my favorite movies ever is Lost in Translation, which is also a Sofia Coppola movie. And I think, do you not like that movie? I don't like Lost in Translation. Oh my god, we've had this conversation before. Oh, have we? Not on air though, so we can we can have it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think it's like really stands out from because Sofia Coppola is kind of famous for Marie Antoinette um, and Virgin Suicides. Yeah. Fun fact: Virgin Suicides was filmed in my high school. What? I didn't yeah. know that. That's um, really cool. Yeah, That's we, exciting. We showed it at the theater last year. Um, That's when I saw it. <laughs> yeah, no, same. Um, and I was just kind of like, oh, whoa, like, that's my, that's my hallway. <laughs> my locker was in that bay. What's happening? Um, it was really weird. Um, but I think Lost in Translation and, like, those movies and, like, Bling Ring also is kind of like, oh, all these teenagers and, like, yeah. whatever. Um, like, almost, like, real teenage angst. And Lost in Translation is not about that at all. Like, Lost in Translation is... Very different. Very different. But I loved it. Okay. Tell me what... Tell me what Lost in Translation is about and why you love it. Really briefly, Lost in Translation is about Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray, <laughs> who... <laughs> it's about the the actors. <laughs> uh, the, Thank you. They have characters. Yeah, the, the, the actors' characters. Yeah. Uh, they play people <laughs> who are um, both staying in this hotel in Japan, in Tokyo, I think. Um, and Bill Murray is kind of like a famous actor who's doing um, whiskey ads um, over there. And Scarlett Johansson is with her husband, who's a photographer. And they're both kind of like alone in this hotel a lot. And they connect and are kind of both like cynical and like, lol, like this is weird, but also like this is really fun. Yeah. Um, and they have a like what I loved about it is it's like a purely platonic relationship I think like it's not sexual at all it's just two people connecting and feeling like emotionally like kind of fulfilled by these people Uh um and they just like hang out with each other hang out with her friends um go on the town yeah and then it ends with um he goes back home yeah uh see it's exactly the relationship that bothers me like i don't see it as a purely platonic relationship i was into the movie uh because i was like oh this is cool like it's just a platonic relationship like they're friends it's so strange for movies these days to show non-romantic or sexual relationships like that never happens so i thought it was really refreshing when i was looking but towards the end i felt like it did become um not necessarily sexual but definitely romantic Oh, um, I think it became loving. I don't think it became romantic. I think they developed a lot of love for each other. Don't they, like, kiss at some point? I'm pretty he, sure they he kiss. He says goodbye and gives her a kiss goodbye. It's not like a... Da, 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 da. Yes, we're kissing now. But, like, I understand how, like, that's probably what she was going for. Just, like, when I watched it, it seemed to me like they were making it into a romantic relationship and it's like oh yeah he's unfulfilled by his marriage and she's unfulfilled by her relationship so they just find like emotional support in each other so they actually like each other better than the people that they're with but they're never gonna do anything about it because they're married oh no that's awful that's so not what i got from it that's that's kind of what i got from it so i was like Man, like, I wish that they had just kept it platonic. It was so refreshing when it was. I think it was, that's, like, ki- that was kind of the case. Um, but I think that, like, I think they're both unfulfilled by their marriage. I think they're both unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it ever went to, like, now, like, we would be together, but we're married. I thought of it as, like, like, I don't think they're ever going to see each other again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was just, like, we both were in the very, like, very different places in their lives like chronologically like she's much younger than he is and she's kind of like she doesn't really have a career she just graduated from Yale or something mm-hmm. um but and he's like this established kind of older actor um but they both are like emotionally and like psychologically very similar and like kind of on the same page mm-hmm. um and they f- kind of found each other and came together and got a lot of support from each other mm-hmm. um and 
that was kind of it. Like, they just, like, both kind of needed this person in their life at this time, and they got that, and that's fine. That's what happened. No, yeah. Like, I I like most of the movie a lot. It's just towards the end, I personally thought that it turned into something more than just, like, emotional support. Oh. So I was like, nah, not into it, not into it, not into it. That's so <laughs> strange. Well, not strange, but I'm, like, I'm so, I'm so surprised that we both got such totally different things. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember you telling me about how the reason you like the movie is the platonic relationship and being like, I don't see it. I don't see the platonicism wow. happening. <laughs> Honestly, I will say this might be the episode we make up genres a lot. I think it's like the episode we've made up a lot of words, <laughs> like adding suffixes to things. Oh, that's fine. Um, that's language. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> um, I just like have caught myself doing it so many times and I'm, I'm embracing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very into it. I actually. And why are we allowed to do it? Because C-I-T-R. <laughs> yeah, you can make up as many words as you want. You can make up as many genres as you want. And if you want to donate and help us keep making up words and genres and other things, then you should call 604-822-8648. Yeah, we are shape your media or we'll do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> we are selling C-I-T-R so hard. Yeah, like we're going to keep doing it for you. But you can come <laughs> and also participate in that. All your donations are going to help keep the station running, training more people, launching more careers in broadcasting and journalism and all sorts of cool things. Basically, we train anyone who wants to be trained and we let everyone have their voices on the radio, which is important. And also, um, something I realized that we should probably um, mention is there are two pretty big events coming up. Um, tomorrow is a decade of donuts. Um, Duncan... Dunkin's Donuts has been on air for <laughs> 10 years now. <laughs> um, Crazy. I know. And tomorrow night um, with bad, two bad Catholics, Supermoon, Maneater, and Gal Grayson. They're all going to be at the Toast Collective, I want to say. Um, yeah, starting at 8. Um, it's going to be really fun, really good time. I'm going to be there, so you know it's going to be popping. Um, and then our Fun Drive finale is coming up. Um, with performances by Missy D, Lady Jam, Swim Team, and Ashley Shadow. It's going to be at the Polish Community Center um, pretty soon. I think it's in, um, next Thursday. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah, no, I lied. Friday, March 17th. <laughs> Sick event. Super fun. Super pop-in. Um, fun drive. See you here. Yeah. Great great stuff i'm sorry i feel like i interrupted you though when you were making a point uh no i was just saying we train a lot of people so and donating is worth it no i I meant about sophia coppola about sophia coppola i do not actually remember what i was saying cool Uh, it's probably something about platonic stuff (laughs) i have a point um part of why i think i like lost in translation so much also is it's so dissimilar from her other movies yeah um like i think that she like has been able to like work out kind of like thematic tropes that are in a lot of her films and I loved that she branched out and just like I feel like this was a story that she just like really cared a lot about like it was off-brand like weird actors um not weird actors but like it was like I think it was Scarlett Johansson's well completely out there no I think it was like ScarJo's first like serious movie I think it was one of Bill Murray's first um or like biggest or bigger dramas yeah um and i just love projects like that where it's Mm -hmm. like no people read the script and they loved it and they were really interested in it um and yeah i I think it's a great movie but also fun fact about sophia coppola that um i don't think you knew she directed godfather 3 yeah i like was not aware i'm I was willing to accept that she had done that. I was just very surprised by the fact that it was her directorial debut. Like, that makes no sense to me. How does someone get such an important movie as their first movie? And then it's like, oh, she's (laughs) Francis Ford Coppola's grand... uh, No, daughter, Mm -hmm. not granddaughter. Daughter, so, like, it makes sense that she went on from his legacy. But it's like... Wow. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I've heard it was bad. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, seeing how it was her first movie, that makes sense to me. Well, That's how I they're just, supposed to be. I, <laughs> I like, find, I think it's such a weird choice for her because um, just thinking of, like, the aesthetics of her film, like, Virgin Suicides, Virgin Suicides, that's very, like, um, very bright, very, like, very low. pastel. Yeah, very low contrast, very colorful and kind of 
Yeah, just pastel. Like, if pastels were a movie, yeah. they'd be Sofia Coppola yeah, movies. Yeah, that's how I see it. Um, and then she made Godfather 3, which is about, like, mob. Yeah. It's mobsters. Like It's just very out there, but not in the same way that Lost in Translation is out there. Yeah, it just feels, like, very out of place with her, like, professional and artistic aesthetic. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I have not seen Godfather Part 3, so I can't actually comment on... But even narratively, things. I think... Yeah, yeah, like just, like, the narration of it, like... I know what Godfather 3 is about, <laughs> and it's definitely not the type of thing that Sofia Coppola has done in her other films. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, interesting. You know, do do what you got to do. It got her on the map. Yeah. Would <laughs> you say that you're a Sofia Coppola fan? I mean, I've only seen three of her movies. I like them. They're, like, okay. I don't love any of her movies. Honestly, yeah. I do, I'm not in love with any of her movies. So I'm not a fan fan. But if someone tells me, oh, I want to watch a Sofia Coppola movie, like, sure, I'll watch a Sofia Coppola movie. Just be down. Yeah, I'd just probably pay more attention to the visuals than I would the story just because I like all the pastel stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute. That's another thing that I really liked about Lost in Translation. It was, like I, like, I loved the story, but then also I thought it looked really cool. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I really like Japanese culture a lot. So, like, I like that they showed that and, like, Tokyo is really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was it was nice to see some of that. I feel like Sofia Coppola is really good as a director because... Yeah, the story is important, but she also realizes that it's a visual medium. Yeah. So a lot of directors, and some of my favorite directors, like they're really fantastic and have great stories, but like the visuals aren't anything too amazing. Yeah. Like I, I love Fight Club. In case you weren't aware, <laughs> um, like I really, really love it, and I think that the visuals go well with what the narrative is supposed to be. But it's not like something. That, it's not an aesthetically pleasing. You're not gonna movie. watch it for the visuals. Exactly. It's like you watch it for the story, and then you learn to appreciate the fact that the visuals really blend well with what the story is supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. But Sofia Coppola like takes them as two separate things, and is like they are both very important. Let's make them both really cool. Um, and I think that's important to acknowledge when you're working with a visual medium. So yeah, respect for that. Also, I really like Marie Antoinette's all all their things. It's, it's so nice. They're so gorgeous. No, there's there's a whole scene where she's like when she decides that she's gonna be a person that spends a lot of money. She like starts eating a bunch of stuff, but also gets her hair done like fifty times. And at some point, she gets this like famous hairdresser to come in and does her hair about like five times the size of a toddler. Has actual like stuffed birds and flowers inside of her hair. She's like, "Oh, is this too much?" It's like, "No, it's great." (laughs) Never enough. Of course, it's not too much. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm a sucker for all of these, like, over-the-top Victorian-looking things. Is yeah, that it was a Victorian? F- I don't even know. Who knows? My time periods are so flawed. Yeah. Um, But I just, like, oh, I love that time period. <laughs> I love everything. It's all fantastic. It's so ornate and beautiful. Um, I think that's, like, all we have time for. Okay. I just want to like shout out Fun Drive one more time. It is happening now. Yeah. So donate. Call us at 604-822-8648. Or go online or come on in. Um, so many options. Don't forget a uh, decade of donuts tomorrow night. All proceeds from that are going to be going to Fun Drive. Really awesome lineup. Um, really exciting. Um, and then also the Fun Drive finale next Friday, March 17th at the Polish Community Center. Um, check out CITR's Facebook page for more info about that. Um, and I'm just going to read our prizes out one more time. So if you donate $30, um, we will give you a pair of Rio tickets. We only have one pair, sorry. Um, and then mm-hmm. $7, you'll get a pair of socks signed by the Film Sock student execs. There are six pairs that you could win. So go big or go home. Um, or donate $4 and get a shock, shock-shaped, <laughs> sock-shaped sugar cookie um, made by yours truly. Yes, exactly. It's going to be very, very good cookies. Delicious. So. The best cookies. I think. The best cookies, probably. <laughs> um, and then also we have been playing music off of the Fishbowl Sessions, live from CITR Discorder 2015-16 um, LP that CITR released. It's on Bandcamp for free. Um, but the CD is all live performances from the station, um, which is really cool. Um some really awesome performers have been on it. We've played Faith Healer, um, some <laughs> Graftician, um, Jody 
Glenham and the Dreamers also. Um, so another reason I just think it like showcases how sick CATR is and like the kind of platform and kind of things that you can get out of it besides just like community. So call in, click in, come on over, <laughs> come in. Yes, six zero four eight two two eight six four eight. Oh my God, we didn't even plan that. No, that was it was so not natural and planned. beautiful. Sweet Lord. Yes. Um. So now I'm gonna play. Oh no, I'm gonna play Devours. Um. With the song Freddy Krueger Honeymoon Suite. Okay, and we actually just got our donation, so thank you so much, oh, Chrissy P. Thanks, Chrissy P. Yeah, for donating. Um, $7, gonna get one of the socks, so there are five more pairs that you could win. Oh, yes. Um, Just gonna read out the fun drive <laughs> total we are at right now is $2,368.20. Perfect. Um, Honestly, I think that's like pretty sick for um we started yesterday at noon yeah oh my god thank you so much guys thank you um so here is devours thank you so much for tuning in and shout, shout out, out to selma, selma hayek, hayek. <laughs> that was planned <laughs> that one was but it did not go well um so yes thanks for tuning in um up next is dave radio with radio dave thanks on so the radio bye bye Thank uh-huh. you.